Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish up Zechariah's eighth vision. Remember he had eight visions on the evening of what probably would have been about February 15th, 519 BC. This is after the Babylonians have taken the people of Judah into exile. This is a time when God is restoring this remnant of people back to himself. He's restoring their identity. The temple is going to be rebuilt. The walls of Jerusalem rebuilt. And so there's going to be security in Jerusalem. They're going to worship the one true God the right way. I mean, not perfectly. That's why Jesus is eventually going to have to come because nothing can be done perfectly or right or satisfying to God's holy law. But things are in much better condition at this time, Judah, than they were, say, 100 years or 300 years ago on the timeline. So this vision uh, relates to the vision, the very first vision that Zechariah had in chapter one, and we're dealing with horses again. Let's take a look at this and see what's happening as God carries out his judgment on the enemies of Judah now, the very people who he used to punish Judah for their sin. Again, I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, four chariots came out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses. By the way, as we talked about in chapter one, these aren't red like bright red. These are, the Hebrew here is more like a chestnut color or a darker red color, which would be a very natural color for a horse. This is obviously a supernatural vision, but the elements of the vision, at least the color of the horse, isn't anything real weird. The second, black horses. The third, white horses. And the fourth chariot, dappled horses, all of them strong. Then I answered and said to the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? And the angel answered and said to me, these are going out to the four winds of heaven after presenting themselves before the Lord of all the earth. The chariot with the black horses goes toward the north country. The white ones go after them, and the dappled ones go toward the south country. So here's this situation. There are these four sets of horses and chariots, chestnut or red, black, white, and dappled. And the first statement that's said about them is that they're going to the four winds of heaven. And this is just essentially describing metaphorically that there is no place that the armies of God, the the power, the judgment of God can't reach. It's, it's going to the four winds. It's going everywhere. It's going in every direction, and they're going to go do the Lord's bidding, do the Lord's will, after they present themselves to the Lord of all the earth. And so, in this sense, they're, they are ubiquitous. They can go anywhere. They can do anything. They're just an extension of the Lord's uh, sovereign control of the earth. You also should mention that four winds, uh, another word for wind, or the Hebrew word for wind is ruach, and that's analogous to the word spirit. And so we're talking about, like, by referencing four winds, we're we're indicating that this is a spiritual thing, uh, probably more than a, a physical thing. And it's in the context of a vision. So this isn't literally happening. Uh, it's a vision that Zechariah is seeing. Then it goes on to describe that the chariot with the black horses is going to go to the north country, and the white ones are going to go with them. And then the dappled horses are going to go to the south country, and uh, the red horses, the chestnut horses, seem like they're held in reserve because it doesn't tell us that they're going anywhere. And so this description is more directly related to Judah's situation. And the 
geography surrounding them. So you might remember that several of Judah's enemies, the, the enemies of Israel, have come from the north. That's the Babylon, that's Assyria, that's Persia, all from the north. And so two sets of these horses are going up there to deal with those folks and, and conquer what evil, whatever evil is going on up there. And then another set of these horses, these dappled horses, are going to the south country. That's toward where Egypt is. And Egypt, of course, has been an enemy of Judah and the people of Israel, God's people, for a long time. And so there's no mention of going to the east or to the west, which makes sense because to the west is the Mediterranean Sea. There's nothing really to conquer out there in terms of enemies of Judah. And the east is the desert. And so this, when you understand all that, kind of makes sense that God is going to deal with the people who have been enemies of Judah. And he's going to set uh, judge justice right. He's not going to let them get by with the sin and the paganism and the opposition to him and the evil and the injustice that they have carried out. It is interesting that God used those very nations at different times in history to chastise and punish the people of Israel, the people of Judah, his very people. But now it's not like they get special tre treatment because he used them as their instrument of punishment. They're going to be punished as well. Verse 7, when the strong horses came out, they were impatient to go and patrol the earth. I don't know if you've ever seen horses impatient to go. We love to go to the Iowa State Fair every year. And one of the things we love to do is watch draft horses pull wagons. There's a big event called the Six Horse Hitch, and there's a bunch of hitches with six huge Pertrins or Belgians or Clydesdales, these big draft horses. And when it's ready to go, they're chomping at the bit and they're pawing at the ground. They're ready to get in the arena or do whatever they're going to do. And this imagery of horses impatient to go, if you've seen that, you know exactly what it looks like. And it's so compelling here because they want to go and patrol the earth. They want to do what the Lord has made them to do. They're made to carry out judgment. They're made to do the Lord's bidding, and they can't wait to get after it. By the way, if anyone thinks that the Lord is opposed to battle imagery or to military imagery we're talking about the army of God here. This is a Lord who is going to, part of part of his character, part of who he is, part of how he's going to do his work is going to be at the very minimum through military imagery. And there's also going to be some of that that carries out into real time, literally on the earth. That's happened in the past. We've talked about it in the Old Testament. It's going to happen in the future. If you read through Revelation, it's going to get dicey. It's going to be very militaristic. That's just how God's decided to do it. And rather than try to reject that or say it's not true, we might as well embrace it and try to understand what that means about how we understand God's character and what that means for us. It says in verse 8, Then he cried to me, Behold, those who go to the north country have set my spirit at rest in the north country. And this just simply means that his enemies have been totally defeated. He's set his spirit in the north country. And not only has he set his spirit in the north country, the Lord is going to set his spirit in the hearts of anybody who would put their faith and trust in Christ. He's going to forgive those people. He's going to graft them into his family. They're going to be part of his kingdom forever. So his spirit is on the move then and today still. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. 
third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.